Yo, everybody, welcome to The Fastest 40, Season 2, Episode 3. Sorry we missed you guys last week, uh, but we're back, ready for Week 4. This is your boy, Dan. I got my man, Trey, here as always. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. It is September 29th, Week 4 of the NFL. Let's get back after it, Dan. Yes, sir. Let's get hyped. 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40. All right, people, you know the drill by now. Pre-game stretches. We ain't trying to pull hammies out here. Those are going to be brought to you by CS Designs. Our boy, Corey Sanders, always doing it up big for us over here at the Fastest 40. Check him out, www.coreysandersdesigns.com. Check him out on IG, at CS Designs Official. This guy offers a full-service creative company offering videography, photography, graphic design, web design, and so much more. I mean, the guy really does take exactly what you want and make it a fucking reality. Like, everything this guy can do is genius. Give him a look. Again, it's at CS Designs Official, www.coreysandersdesigns.com. Let's get into it. Blake Martinez, Giants linebacker. Honestly, like, I... I fuck with this dude. I think he's like a really strong player. He's had three consecutive seasons with over 140 tackles. Unfortunately, that streak comes to an end this year as he has torn his ACL. That's a tough, uh, tough break for the guy. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I want to see some data showing, you know, what kind of uh, we talked about this last year a little bit actually. Uh, what kind of injuries you see progressing in the NFL, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. a- ACL has been a, b- been a big deal for like 20 years now, people tearing their ACL. Oh, yeah. Um, but year over year, as, as rules change, we do less preseason games, we add more games to the season. Uh, you know, I want to kind of see how that's affecting the players themselves because that's their big argument when they, when we, we change rules like that, right? Um, so that'll be – I mean, that, yeah, it sucks for this dude. Um, but honestly, it's it's part of the deal, you know. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately it is. Um, There's going to be people that get hurt, but, you know, that's where that term next man up mentality, that's where that comes from. You know, they've got grinders over there. Their defense is pretty strong. So I'd expect them to, well, they, I wouldn't say it's pretty strong. I would say they have a lot of talent on their defense. So I would expect someone to step up and hopefully fill the gap for him. But um, it's just tough seeing a player that you, you know, enjoy watching go down like that. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> young dude too yeah absolutely he'll have plenty of years yeah he's going to contribute um richard sherman he visited the buccaneers earlier this week and announced that he was signing with them this morning on his podcast details came out later on that it was going to be a one-year 2.25 million dollar deal with about half a mil guaranteed pretty much a bargain deal if you're the buccaneers i think no shit you know if i didn't i didn't Honestly, didn't even gauge this at all. You know how much is this guy going to go for? What's what's his worth? You know, but that's an absolute steal, man. And and with the defense, just to speak for Kansas City, you know, we could use a guy like 
Richard Sherman. Oh, man. And even if he's not going to, like, play every 100% of the snaps or 90% of the snaps, you know, he's still a guy that's been through some shit in the league and it can help mentor some of these young cats on our defense, you know, with Tyron Matthew. But, yeah, that's a hell of a steal, man, and, and to a team you didn't want to see him go to. No, without a doubt. I did – I 100% did not want to see them, especially since the Buccaneers have had some injuries – in defensive back so it's like finally there's like kind of a weak spot here right with this defense maybe it's something that people can exploit and um, start to cause them some fits but they go right out on the market grab the best available free agent and make him a buccaneer giving him a pretty generous offer being as as late as is as it is in the season but also incredibly fair market value for or i'm sorry um Below fair, uh, not fair for Richard Sherman, I guess, for what he's right. the skill set he brings. Uh, so you know, it's it's tough. It is tough seeing that, but you know, we gonna ball. Yeah. Do you think? I mean, I guess I don't know. Did he visit anybody else throughout the season, or is this the first team he visited? Or so I saw some reports. I think it was like Tom Pelissero who said that Richard Sherman had reportedly met with, maybe not met with, but called. Um, the 49ers and the Seahawks, his two old, you yeah, know, old yeah, teams. Yeah. And when Tom Brady gave him a call, it was over yeah, from the that Tom point. Brady effect, man. You just didn't need any other encouragement yeah. <laughs> from any other team. You get the goat calling you, and that's that's it's a wrap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. So they add another all former All Pro to their defense. Um, another layer to that secondary that needs to be considered for playoffs. I'm not entirely thrilled. No. But, you know, good for Richard Sherman after his, you know, breakdown or episode or whatever it was in the offseason yeah, for him to get an opportunity in the NFL and sort of rehabilitate himself, at least to the point to where he believes he can play. Right. I think it's pretty great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Chicago. It's kind of a fucked up situation up there. <laughs> You're um, not lying. The quarterback situation's – you know, kind of messy right now for one, but also that whole offensive scheme, it looks completely out of whack. Yeah. I mean, you have skilled players um, that can ball out, right? David Montgomery, um, Allen Robinson. You know, you just can't give those, give those guys the ball, right? Right. Um, build something around those guys. Um, Justin Fields didn't look like the guy. I previously said, you know, <laughs> in a couple of episodes ago that he right. was going to be the guy who was going to be good. I mean, he's still young. I'm not, I'm not completely sold that he's a – shit quarterback but um honestly i'm probably still rolling with him instead of andy dalton but i mean where the bears are now they could easily be an own three team um but they're i mean they're one and two now sitting at one and two so i mean out of those i guess their quarterback situation what are you what are you looking at what do you think is going forward for the bears yeah so it's tough to say i mean the bears and matt Nagy really did justin fields no favors I mean, you can say, yeah, and I agree, he obviously didn't do anything to better him situate his situation himself, but um, how much help did he really have when the offense allowed 14 pressures and nine he got sacks. sacked nine times? Yeah. Exactly. Miles Garrett sacked him four and a half times uh, yeah. in that game alone. So, I mean, he just really didn't have a whole lot of time in the pocket. He was getting pressured a ton and you know maybe there were some instances I didn't watch the whole game I saw some highlights here and there there may have been some incidents or incident yes incidents where <clears throat> maybe 
he didn't step up in the pocket or maybe he didn't scramble like he should because right. he's a mobile quarterback. Right. But at the same time, Matt Nagy needs a scheme for that. Use his strengths in the game. And <clears throat> with all three quarterbacks being considered, you know, you're looking at Justin Fields, you're looking at Andy Dalton, and you're looking at Nick Foles. I highly doubt Nick Foles is an option. He wasn't put in at any point during that game um, against the Bengal or against the Browns, rather. So I just don't expect him to really be in the mix, truthfully. I think it really comes down to uh, Justin Fields and Andy Dalton. Now, Andy Dalton's contingent on whether or not he can come back from this injury that he had and play well enough to produce. Right. Right now, Andy Dalton is still number one on the depth chart officially. So, assuming he's healthy, I would be willing to bet that Nagy rolls with him. He gets a start. Yeah. yeah. Now, Justin Fields did suffer a little bit of an injury as well, and maybe that's why he's saying, you know, Nick Foles is kind of in the mix. But I just don't see it coming to that. Right, yeah. Truthfully. I, as far as Justin Fields taking or being injured, you know, if he's got something he can play with, that's kind of guy that's going to play with it. You know, we saw that, you know, last year at Ohio State when he took that monster hit. The oh, ribs. he got yeah. popped. Yeah. Wasn't it Oklahoma they were playing against that game or – um, I think that was the Clemson game. Oh, it was the Clemson yeah. game. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yep. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's a fucking – he's a soldier. So, if he can play, he's going to go out there and play. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, but uh, Jalen Hurts. Read me off that quote that Jalen Hurts had. <laughs> Speaking of Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, Jalen Hurts, all-timer, man. <laughs> After a tough loss against the Dallas Cowboys where he put up an absolute stinker, he dropped a quote in the press game conference – or post-game press conference and says when you take a deuce you don't sit and look at it you flush it and move on i love it i fucking love that that's got i mean that, that's got to be a top five quote in the NFL. it's one of my favorites that i've heard at least in recent years 100 percent. i mean so, that analogy makes perfect sense yeah <laughs> what's up with there's some kind of stigma going on with nfl quarterbacks and taking shits you know we had to deal with lamar last year you're <laughs> like Waddle off into the into, uh, into the locker <laughs> mysteriously. <room>. Yeah, right. <laughs> now Jalen's talking about taking shits after you. T- or, uh, you had Garden, Gardner Minshew flushing. Yeah, right. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Gardner Gardner Minshew. Yeah, I was I'm thinking not, about Lamar. I'm not taking number two. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not taking a shit. <laughs> something about quarterbacks and shit. Yeah, that's weird. That's funny. <laughs> that's uh, great. All right, cool. Let's roll into uh, a little week three recap here from the NFL um, NFL week. Game of the week, Dan, what's your game of the week from last week? Yeah, dude, last week my favorite game to watch was the Packers and Niners. That was the uh, Sunday night game. <clears throat> I went to Arrowhead on Sunday, came back home with a throbbing headache, really pissed off, sat in my bed, Messed around on my computer, watched the fantasy team, and just watched that game, and it totally rejuvenated me. <laughs> Watch that plus some Tylenol and water. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> but just just watching that game, I mean, obviously the Packers were blowing out the Niners to start the game. You saw that it was like a little bit of sort of a resurgence to them being a top-tier team, and especially since they're playing the Niners and not the Lions. You know, um, nothing against the Lions. We'll talk more about that later. But um, 
it was just great to watch that game and, and then see Jimmy Garoppolo and the Niners sort of come back towards the end, make it a little bit of a thriller. You saw Juszczyk get that ball at the one-yard line, bring it in for the touchdown. Um, do you think he should have kneeled right there, ran some clock out? I mean, no one's guaranteed a score right. in the league. Right. You know, so I would say run that fucker in the end zone. I, I'm the same way. I and, think you got to punch rely it. on your defense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why you got those guys, right? I mean, you make a stand at the end of the game, do the deal. Yeah, I think you punch it in just to – because I mean, it, it's we've seen it before, right? You get stopped four four plays at the goal line. Yeah, you know that's crazy shit. But yeah, I mean, it, it happens. happens. So you have to. I think you punch it in. You get the score up there. You call it a day. You rely on your special teams and your defense. Yeah, and you can't knock use check for that because Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback and Crosby's an all timer. Hundred percent. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, you just can't knock him for that. Right, and part of but, that's got to go into the coaching too, right? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I mean, that conversation might have happened, maybe it didn't. You know, if you get a if you get a chance to score or kneel the football, they're probably like punch it in. Yeah, and they got to scheme better on defense. Right. You, the reason why they were in field goal positions because of Devontae Adams. Right. How are you not keying on right. the best option they have? In the passing game, right, and and he was probably double teamed the whole game, right? Oh yeah, you know? and and you have he still to, put up one thirty two in right, a touch. You, you have to follow up with that, or even a triple team on like a linebacker underneath the safety oh, yeah. man, and then a safety over the top, or Definitely. whatever it may be. Or there should be a man on him the whole yeah, time. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So for sure, yeah. Who that, was your game of the week? What was your favorite? I'm Baltimore Detroit. Yeah. Um, just because uh, we've talked about this a little bit, but I'm big on Detroit. Mm-hmm. I want those guys to win. Um, but that was a hell of a game. We got to see some good coaching there, obviously with Detroit coming back, getting yeah. the field goal to go up, and then Baltimore coming back and then hitting the, the record field goal for 66 yards. For sure. Um, which was incredible. Um, I couldn't believe it. Just an absolute bomb. Oh, my gosh. Just a bomb. Hit, the, hit the bottom upright. Yeah. What a cross the crossbar yeah, pops yeah. right in there. Yeah, I know. Perfect bounce. Only, I know. That only Justin Tucker could I do. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was incredible. So those are my those are the fun games to watch, you know, along with the Packers and Niners game. I mean, that shit is it's a blast to watch. Oh, yeah. Those ones that come down to the wire, you know, those, yeah. are, those are a blast. I mean, certainly wasn't the, the game I went to. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, uh, just a few uh, storylines from this past week. Justin Herbert, I just found this out a couple days ago, um, and it makes sense because he was a rookie last year, but he's 2-0 and at Arrowhead. Yep. What a way to start your career against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Now, disclaimer, week 17, he right, won against right, Chad right. Henney. Yeah. Okay. And we didn't have even half of our starters yeah. on the field. Anything didn't happen. That anything game. did not happen. That he was saving anything for a couple weeks from there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna win more games at Arrowhead. You know, it is what it is. But he's not gonna go undefeated at Arrowhead. I can tell you that. Yep. Well, here's my rebuttal. Mahomes is undefeated at SoFi. I guess I don't know. Looking at it like that, like you know, I can see Pat Mahomes being undefeated against the Chargers in their home stadium. Yep. You know he's one and zero. Yeah, he's one and zero there. They opened it last year. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 What about that? What about the season? But what about in San Diego? Um, we did. They played. I think they were L. A. By the time playing in Carson or whatever, and Mahomes didn't lose a game there either. All right. Okay. Yeah. So 
eat shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Williams, though, that guy's for real. Yeah, stud. He's a yeah. big body, man. Big he is. body. It's contract year for him. He's leading the team in targets. He's been the favorite red zone target, him and Austin Eckler for Herbert. Yep. They're showing out. Yep. They're so legitimate. Here's the deal. Uh, when he gets picked up by the Jets or something next year, <laughs> don't draft him on your fantasy team because he can be dog shit next year. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking to someone who picked up Corey Davis. Yeah. <laughs> right. The same fucking scenario. Yeah. I mean, we we've it's it's a tale as old as time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen it a time before. <laughs> These guys shine. They go to the Jets and waste their careers yep. for a paycheck. Yep, hundred <laughs> percent. So Matthew Stafford, man, went into a game against the goat, Tom Brady, undefeated Buccaneers. You got the undefeated Rams. Everyone says they're quarterback away. He goes and just takes care of business. I mean, it wasn't even a close game. No, not at all. I mean, they were up, I think, two scores for damn near the whole game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, I think there's a lot of hype around the Bucks. You know, it was minus one and a half going towards Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. um, having the win on that game. But uh, I don't think there was a lot of hype or a lot of expectation of the Rams to come out and produce against Tampa Bay. One, right. because they're still fresh as a team, right? Matthew Stafford's... You could say he's trying to figure out that team still, but he's got that shit locked down. He, so I think that's not a question anymore. I don't understand how he came in with such good chemistry. Yeah. I, I think he's just that kind of I mean, leader. I, I mean, yeah. I guess I don't know. And you spend the extra time and try to make those kind of things work with your team, right? Right. When you, when you get into a situation. But, I mean, looking forward throughout the season, I mean, that's definitely our NFC, NFC championship um, preview, right? I mean, we're going to see this game again. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. These two are the best two teams in the NFC. Obviously, the Rams are coming out of a stacked division with with some solid teams like the Cardinals. Yep. And, you know, you got the Niners and the Seahawks as well. Um, but that's really the extent of the NFC. Maybe add in the Packers there, and you got your upper tier. Right. You know, and the way the Packers have performed thus far, I think I need to see a little bit more out of consistency Agreed. out of them yep. before I feel comfortable putting them up where the Rams and the Bucks are. And, you know, the Cardinals obviously have been strong. They're going to have another test this week against the Rams. Right. Maybe they yeah. leap, leapfrog up to that tier. But, you know, it wouldn't be a bad bet. To put down Bucks Rams for NFC Championship game. Not at all. And here's the shitty part for all you Rams fans out there: um, not a lot of people beat Tom Brady twice in one year. Yeah. So if you see we him again, know that. if you see him again in uh, in January, or uh, is it late February or early February for the uh, the season got shifted? I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't. I don't remember. I think it's. I think it's the last weekend. Should of be last January. week in January. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you got to see Tom Brady again, that's that's a shame. Hopefully, you guys got home field. Yep. Even then, yeah. sometimes it doesn't work. No doubt. <laughs> so, Big Ben, man, he's been looking trash. Been looking really bad. Yeah, can't he looks throw the bad. ball downfield. No, he can't move. Can't move. Can't he's move. Got cement shoes. Yes. They sopranoed him. Absolutely. Somebody tied some <laughs> some. Some bricks to his feet. <laughs> yeah, no, he looks bad. I mean, he doesn't look engaged either, you know. Mm-hmm. He should have retired, and this is the thing about people when they don't retire early enough is that th- this is what we remember 
you know, fresh right. off the top of your head when you talk about Big Ben. Like here in five years, if this is his last year, let's say, and we talk about Ben, ben Big Ben in five years, like, man, remember that last season when they went, you know, three and, and 14 or whatever? Right. <laughs> right. Well, his that's two pretty, Super Bowls just are so far away. They're, they seem so right, far right. away from, from and, what we're seeing now. And think about who's on that team. Heinz Ward, James Harrison, people that we talk about now. We're like, remember James Harrison? Heinz yeah, Ward. Jerome Bettis. Those guys are bad, man. You know? <laughs> Santonio Holmes. Yeah, yeah. Troy Palomalu, can't forget yeah, that. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, 100%. I mean, you don't want your last image of you in the league to be a guy who can't throw the ball five yards. It's like Drew Brees. Drew Brees should have retired, you know, one year prior. And who knows? Maybe. Ted, Teddy Bridgewater is a saint right, right now yeah, if that right, happens. Yeah, like yeah. This, there's just so much that can lead from that too. and It's crazy. It's crazy to me because Ben Roethlisberger is 38, coming up on 39, and Aaron Rodgers is just a year behind him, and Tom Brady is six years ahead of him. Right. You know what I mean? So those are the last three that we have from that dominant class of quarterbacks. Right, yep. And... We're seeing what Rodgers and Brady are doing in the league, and it's miles ahead of Roethlisberger. Right. Yeah. I mean, the Steelers should consider bringing in Cam Newton. Oh shit. Yeah. We might see that. You know. Who knows? And he's been he's had major injuries more years the last ten years than he has than he's been healthy. You know. Right. And so, and I'm not wishing an injury on anyone. Obviously, would never do that. But you just don't know what's going to happen with him because he is just so prone to it. Right. And if that happens, I doubt they would want to roll forward with Dwayne Haskins right. or Mason Rudolph yeah, when you got you Cam can. Newton, former MVP, free agent. Right. Agreed, hundred percent. I think if I think if Heineke wasn't such a stud, Washington would have already scooped him up. So <clears throat> it just looks like the end of an era and. I'd be surprised to see Big Ben in 2022. Uh, shocked at this point. Yeah. What we've seen so far. Yeah, 100%. Uh, let's jump into the AFC West. Just talk about a couple teams here. Um, I don't want to talk about the Chargers yet. But <laughs> Raiders, Broncos, are you bought in? Are you not bought in? Or what's your stance on, on those two teams as of right now, after week three? Man. Three no. Here's the thing. The Broncos, no. Not at all. They 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 played three teams that have not won a game. Their combined records zero and nine. <clears throat> the Jags, Jets, and Giants. If your team name starts with a J sound, then you're just not in it to win it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's who the Broncos drew the first three weeks. So they get their first test against the Ravens this week. If they even look slightly competitive, you know, maybe I would think they'll go around 500 but i just don't see them being very competitive i actually see their their slate is about to get much harder yeah much more difficult the next weeks and you know i just i think they might be below 500 by the time they get to their buy uh three and oh is a great start i would imagine they would go three and oh against those trash ass teams yeah but, you would hope so but you've got the ravens the steelers They've got the Chiefs coming up one time, the Eagles, the, um, the Washington football team, the Lions. There's a ton of teams in there that can give them fits. Yeah, and it seems like the NFL this year is 
Like there's a lot of teams that are just hanging out in the middle. Yeah. Right. Look at everybody's top ten. You know, it shuffles so much each week. You got three new teams in there each week. You know, everyone's what I mean? beating each other up. I know. It's it's honestly pretty crazy. Yeah. Which yeah, I mean, this is the fun NFL. If yeah. you ask me, you know, I don't like the four teams that just sit here and wallop on everybody the whole then, season. Yeah. Right. I like to see. We this got kind some of parody shit. this year. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Now for the Raiders, I don't I don't know what to make of them yet. I know they've won some close games. They beat two solid teams with the Ravens and the Steelers. Obviously, they went to overtime against the Dolphins, led by Jacoby Brissett. But Brissett's not a slouch. Like, he's a game manager. He's a poor man's Teddy Bridgewater. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, he can he can sort of handle that responsibility. Right. And he did with the Colts, and he did with the Patriots when their starting quarterbacks missed time. So, you know... To disregard the Raiders for that, and trust me, I I hate the Raiders. Can't stand them. John Gruden pisses me off daily. But I think there's someone <laughs> that you truly need to consider <laughs> as a potential playoff threat. And with them being in our division, they know us really well. Um, I certainly wouldn't want to play them a third time. I mean, we haven't played them two times yet. Right. This season. But we will play them two but times. We for will sure. play them yeah. two times. And, uh, you know, you just don't want to see. It's hard to beat a team three times. Right. So. Absolutely. It's hard to beat a team two times, yeah. as you said earlier. Right. So to play a team three times, if we met them in the playoffs, I mean, I'd be nervous. Right. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, out of those two teams, I think the Raiders are definitely the better of the two. Mm hmm. Um, Derek Carr has looked phenomenal this year Leads so far. the league in passing. Yeah, he's got 1,200 yards and some change. Um, fourth highest yards to do it in the first three games, um, yep. which is pretty impressive. But we knew he could sling the ball around, you know. Um, as far as the Broncos, I, I'm not – I'm definitely – I definitely get the point of the 0-9 schedule for the first three weeks. But I think they look like a solid football team. Shut out the Jets. They shut out an NFL football team. I mean, you, I mean that's, that's impressive. Not easy. Yeah. yeah, that's not easy. Uh, I think the defense looks good. I think uh, Big Dick Teddy can, can <laughs> play good football. I, I, I trust him to be a, a good quarterback. I think they're in good hands there. Um, I think it's just getting the – managing a whole football game against a good football team is mm -hmm. going to be their, their challenge. Yeah, and I'm a fan of Teddy Bridgewater. Like He's been an underdog almost his whole career. He had that massive knee injury and was able to rehab and come back from that and have success as you know a fill-in with the Saints, but also as a uh, starting quarterback with the Panthers. He finally got that opportunity, and he gets it again with the Broncos, Right. and he's 3-0. and Right. I mean, you got to be happy for the guy for sure, and their defense is phenomenal. Um, what's his name? Patrick Sertain II has been incredible. He's right. allowed like a 10 quarterback rating, like 10.7. Right. You'd have a higher quarterback rating if he threw every pass into the ground. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they're, they're, they're solid on defense for sure. And it is difficult to shut out an NFL team, but I just don't see that tr uh, translating against a top-tier team. Right. Yeah, I mean you can't shut everybody out. You can't shut everybody out, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, only the two thousand Ravens did that, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, it's gonna be exciting to move forward into the season and watch both these teams play. I mm -hmm. think I'm more excited. I hate the I I fucking hate the Raiders. I Me hope they too. lose every game from here on out. Um, so if it, somebody's got to win between these two, it's the Broncos. Um, but I do. <laughs> I think I looking at the fans aspect of it. I I 
dislike Broncos fans more than I dislike Raiders fans. I hate the Raiders football team more than I do the Broncos football team. So whatever. I hope they both lose every game from here on out. But yeah. Same. Um jump back jumping back on the Bears though, if if this streak continues with, with poor performance on the off, offensive side of the ball, do you see Matt Nagy continuing or finishing the season with this football team? Um, I'll elaborate more on that in my, uh, just a hunch later, but you know, long story short, no, I don't think he will finish the season. I think he's been on the hot seat for the last year. The fans aren't happy and he, his team had less than 50 total gained yards in an NFL football game. And still scored more than the Jets. Yeah, and still <laughs> scored more than the Jets. <laughs> but it's it's unacceptable. I mean, you've got a talented offense. You've got solid weapons. You already highlighted two of the guys. Um, the offensive line is not great, but you have plenty of weapons and plenty of time to prepare for your NFL game based on what you know about the player that you drafted. Right. And they weren't able to make it happen. <clears throat> now, the defense for the Chicago Bears is also really talented. You got Khalil Mack. You've got Eddie Jackson. You got Akeem Hicks. You got Roquan Smith. I mean, those four guys alone, I would take any one of those guys and plug them into the Chiefs defense. They'd be starters right away. Right. And they would be stars on the team. They would rival Tyron Matthew for best defensive player, you know? So it's not like they have a lack of talent over there. It's a lack of coaching yeah. and ooh, leadership ooh. that they have. So mm. for that reason, I just don't see Matt Nagy making it through the season. Okay. So you think they continue to struggle then? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Okay. Kick ass. So week three MVPs. I mean, Mike Williams torched us. Over 120 yards, two touchdowns. He was the most reliable target on the field as a whole that day. I've got to give him the AFC MVP. Now, Josh Allen had a phenomenal game um, against a, you know, against the Washington football team. <laughs> but you know, I got to give it to to Mike Williams coming into Arrowhead and doing what he did is is a tough feat. So you know, bias call it what you want but i'm giving it to mike williams on that side of things right and as far as nfc i mean we got to go with matt stafford right i mean obviously going going to tampa bay playing that tampa bay team um and and beating tom brady and with the stats that he put up i think i think matt stafford's got to be nfc mvp and overall mvp front runner right now yeah no with question the close number two being kyler murray no question. I mean, Kyler Murray even had an incredible performance this week. Um, he's been consistently good, but you got to give it to the guy who beat the GOAT. You know, and, and at this point, I think he is an MVP front runner for sure. Uh, Matthew Stafford has been, I mean, it just goes back to, you know, what I said earlier about the chemistry, just to be able to come in with all these players that you have no experience with, a, a totally new system. And have success immediately. Right. I mean, these guys have been putting up numbers all three of their games. He's Cooper Cup's having a career year so far. <clears throat> the running game has had injuries, and they're still finding this success. 
you got to give the guy credit for for being able to come in and just sort of take the reins and fucking run with it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, moving into you know all the other awards after talking MVP, um, OPOY, DPOY, Comeback Player of the Year, Coach of the Year. What do you kind of gauge in there as far as what those standing standings are? Yeah, so for Offensive Player of the Year, I got to give it to the reigning Offensive Player of the Year, Derrick Henry. Yeah. He is leading the league in rushing yards and tied for lead in rushing touchdowns. And for a league that doesn't run the ball anymore, it's pretty impressive that he's able to to do that consistently. I mean, he's a rare breed, of course, being yeah, you no know doubt. with his dimensions and the way that he's able to do things on the field that a lot of other running backs can't and won't even try sometimes. Um, but you got to give it to the guy. I mean. He's on pace for, you know, another 1,500-yard-plus season with double-digit touchdowns, and there's no other running back that can do it. I no. mean, that's something that has to be said about that. Yeah, I mean, maybe Nick Chubb if it was just him in the backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, but he shares a lot of those carries, right? So, I mean, that's a different story. But, right. I mean, after week one, I was like, holy shit. I mean, everybody had to been thinking this, you know, like, is Derrick Henry really going to only rush for 70 yards a game this year? Yeah. You know, is this really how this is going to play out? Is <laughs> Tennessee going to be bad, bad this year? But uh, obviously that changed pace week mm-hmm. two when they played Seattle. Yeah, so. they shut that down quick. Yeah. Um, defensive player of the year, what are you thinking on there? I got to give it to Miles Garrett, man. He's got uh, over six sacks so far this year. He had four and a half against the Bears. Um, he's just been a force. He's been dominant. And, you know... Aaron Donald obviously is solid. We've got some other guys that are putting up good numbers out there on defense, but Miles Garrett has stuck out to me the most, especially since he's one of those, you know, he's in a uh, <laughs> like a sexy defensive position, edge rusher. Right. Yeah, you know, those right. guys get the most attention, and I just think he's going to be that guy um, in the NFL this year, and he had a really good opportunity to get it last year. And if T.J. Watt was healthy, I'm sure it would be between those two guys the way that it should have been last year. But, you know, with Aaron Donald being who he is and having that prestige, he kind of got the the extra nod and respect there. But, you know, there's also such a thing as voter fatigue. So you got Miles Garrett, you got Aaron Donald, they're doing the same thing. It's going to come down to Miles Garrett getting that award. I agree, and I, I hope that's how it is. You know, I it kind of bothers me that we see the same shit year in and year out. But if you're the dominant you know, if you're dominating the league and you continue to do it, then more power to you. You know what I mean? But oh yeah, uh, comeback player of the year. You know, is there anybody else to say other than Dak Prescott? I don't think there is. I mean, you could have maybe had an argument for Christian McCaffrey before he got hurt right. again. Yep. <clears throat> but Dak Prescott coming in, his only losses against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's gotten big wins. The most recent one being against a divisional opponent. And he just looks like he hasn't lost a step. He was hurt. He's on pace to do some phenomenal numbers last year. Gets hurt, rehabs, come in this year, and he's just took right off. Right. Doing exactly what he was doing before he got hurt. So, I mean, what more do you want from a comeback player of the year? Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you can ask for any more. Yeah. Without doubt. Other than not get hurt. Yeah. For coach of the year, what are you thinking? I mean, there's a lot of surprise performances out there from some teams and some coaches that could be, you know, considered for the award. What are you thinking? 
I think you got to put Cliff Kling, uh, Kingsbury up there, obviously, because the the of what Arizona has been able to produce this thus thus far into the season. Yep. Um, but other people you can think about, um, I know Sean McVay has got to come up there too, I'm, especially after last week for me. Yeah. Um, if they continue to, I mean, if they go. 14 and 3 or, or 15 and 2. I mean, he's probably the guy. Yeah. Um, it's a big, I think we'll have to circle back around to this to specifically for Cliff Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen the Arizona team, you know, beat up on the, on the small kids. <laughs> and then when they go to play your LA Rams or they go to play Tampa Bay or they play Kansas City or, or Green Bay. And they just can't hang, you know. Yeah, they're I think, like schoolyard bullies. Yeah, absolutely. And you gotta you gotta be able to beat the big guy too. You know yeah. what I mean? So I I think that's his big test. Maybe if he's you know loses five games this year or six games, and that they, they take a a five slot in the in the uh, playoffs in the NFC, then maybe he is a guy. Yeah. Well, they got a bully on bully showdown, and you know, depending on uh, how everything shakes out. We could see a little bit of a flip the script on that because I d- honestly didn't think about Sean McVay. Um, the guy's been phenomenal, so it's always hard to give the award to guys who you expect that from. Right. Um, but he really has pushed this team to the next level, I think, even though he's already brought this team to the Super Bowl before. Um, you know, they kind of tore everything down from that last team, rebuilt it, and they have a totally new image. Right. So I think there's something that, um, you know, can be appreciated with that. Absolutely. Sweet. Let's jump into some Chiefs talk. Let's do. So before we kick that off, we're going to start it off with uh, E-Coffee. So our guys over at E-Coffee, um, they make some awesome coffee. It's phenomenal. Dan and I both drink this shit every morning. Mm. Um, check them out on www.eroastcoffee.com. That is E-E, roast with an S, coffee.com. Check them out on IG, E-E, roast coffee. Um, you, can get, uh, you can get your swag. I got hats, mugs, stickers. They are located here in Kansas City. They are local. Um, you can also do, um, you can get a subscription up to 12 months, 6 months, 3 months, whatever you want. Um, but they have different kinds. You can check out the Rad Kingdom, Ethiopian, Congo, and Colombian blends. Uh, I know I personally have tried all four of those. Uh, phenomenal coffee. I mean, they all have nice, crisp taste. Um, they do monthly giveaways on IG, so make sure you follow them. Get some free shit from those guys. Be sure to check those guys out. But uh, first off, what are we talking about, Dan? Man, we got to take a minute just to, you know, send some prayers and some thoughts out to Andy Reid. The uh, the poor guy got sent to the hospital. He's released now. He's healthy. He's good, of course. Um, but you never want to see that, especially from a guy who has such high character like him. And, um, you know, we just want to try and avoid that, obviously, in the future. <laughs> um, but let's just, you know, take a minute to send our appreciation to that guy, you know, and also just, you know, be happy that he is happy healthy and uh ready to go for this upcoming game yeah that shit's scary man it it really is man and when i saw that i like had a moment where i was like damn i underappreciate having andy yeah you know because it could be at some point where you don't have andy reed you know coaching whether it's one game or at the end of the season he's like hey i gotta focus on my health you Mm -hmm. know like and you're like holy shit well that happens all the time i know you know the the broncos he was like under 50 years old. Yeah. Maybe like 50, around 50, whatever. Early 50s at yeah, most. Yeah. 
And Gary Kubiak, the coach for the Broncos who, you know, brought them to the Super Bowl and had to step down because of his health issues and ended up calling plays from the press box, you know, for the Vikings after that. Right. Just because he couldn't, his body couldn't handle it anymore. And it's, it's sad. And, you know, I hope this is something that he can come back from for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope it, I think it was something small. I really haven't seen what it is. I, I didn't really look into it either, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, hopefully it's something small and we, we, he just bounces back and we don't have to worry about this shit for the rest of the season, right? Because that's just something you don't need on your plate right. along with trying to develop, you know, the best team in the AFC and, mm-hmm. and try to go to the Super Bowl, right? But um, two straight losses now going into week four. Um, it feels like half of Kansas City has already hit the panic button. <laughs> I know. What the hell? It, it, it honestly kind of bothers the hell out of me. Like, ch- everybody needs to chill the fuck out. I'm not know? panicking. Are no, you panicking? not at all. Like, yeah. We've seen this time and time before, you know. This is just the first quarter. Uh, it, it, absolutely. But here's a different aspect to look at it from or a different angle. Other cities, when their team, you know, doesn't start the season well, they kind of fall off at the end of the season. You know, they get pissed. They're mad. You know, Kansas City's like frantic. Like I can't go to work Monday. You know, like we got to figure out how to get the Chiefs, you know, back on track. Right. I'm, I'm gonna I'm do a, some scouting. I'm yeah. gonna go find some free agents. I'm we freaking need to sign. out, man. I can't do this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, we're three weeks in, three games in. I mean, we're not hitting the panic button at all. You know, I mean, that's not even. It shouldn't even be on anybody's radar. You know, uh, sit back, drink a beer. You know, smoke a joint, whatever chill. you got to do, but chill the fuck out, you know? Chill. We have a phenomenal front office, phenomenal coaching staff. Believe it or not, Patrick Mahomes still throws the football for us, um, so we're going to figure <laughs> this out. You know, we might, yeah, we're not going 20-0 this season, but we can still go to the Super Bowl, so, you know, oh, yeah. let's chill out. Um, let's regroup every week, flush the toilet. We're not going to sit there and look at our shit. So, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> um, let, let, I mean, regroup refocus let's get back after it you know maybe maybe week seven eight you know if if we're one and seven yeah that's it's probably a fucking issue at that point yeah but we're not there yet we're not there yet no yeah i 100 percent agree i do not think it's time to panic i mean we just brought in a new wide receiver former all pro josh gordon um we can talk about that more here in a minute but you know these guys are making moves you know there's contingency plans for this. Andy Reid's a phenomenal prepper. Yep. You know, he he can adjust to, to just about anything that, you know, needs to be adjusted to. Um, and if you look at it kind of like how we play our games, you know, we're a second-half team in games, and right. we're usually better in the second half of the season too. Last year we were 6-4. and four. I'm sorry, this, the, the year we won the Super Bowl, we were 6-4, and four, and we went on a – tear and finished the season 12 and four went to the super bowl won that shit so um no one panic chill the fuck out here's what we need to do to win right okay some keys to victory mahomes needs to make better decisions in the pocket 100 percent. run defense also needs to be better we have not been able to stop the run consistently we haven't been able to stop the run at all we need to be focused in the red zone and we need patrick mahomes to chill out yeah he is, we need him to chill out as much as we need the rest of Kansas City to chill out. Absolutely, man. He gets frantic in the pocket. He has a really big drop back that already pushes him out of the pocket a little bit as soon as the ball snapped. So, 
you know, he just needs to have that spatial awareness because he, he's just been known to sense fake pressure is what I've noticed. And then he forces an errant throw and it gets picked off right. in a crucial game moment. And that puts your O-line in a bad position, right? Exactly. And we need to just take that page, take a page from Alex Smith's book, play that secure football, that non-turnover football, but mix in that Mahomes flavor with it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what we've seen for the last three, yeah. three years, you know? Yeah, and he just I think he's still just got some PTSD from the Super Bowl, man. Yeah. You know, and he's got to shake that off. He's got a new line. Um, you know, those are just a couple things that they, they need to focus on. Yeah. Uh, to elaborate on, on Pat, um, you kind of mentioned that he needs to make better decisions in the pocket. Um, I think he needs to step up into the pocket and settle into that pocket. Mm-hmm. And that's goes into my second point is the O line has to do better. They cannot yeah. teams cannot rush three guys against you and get pressure on Pat Mahomes, right? Right. That's what we spent or Brett Veach spent the whole offseason trying to do is to build this off or this O line up so that we didn't have to worry about guys hitting Pat. One hundred percent. So, you know, give those guys some credit, work with those guys, and maybe we're still trying to work out some kinks at that O line. I'm not sure. Um the run blocking looked a hell of a lot better this week or last week, but the pass blocking still has some issues in there. Um, going over to uh, the defensive side of the ball, we got to get pressure on opposing quarterbacks, man. Mm-hmm. We have four sacks as a team mm. throughout the first three weeks. I mean, yeah. that's absolutely not acceptable, especially no. with the amount of, amount of money that we're paying our front for, right? 100%. Yeah, I mean, that's ridiculous. Um, and then you got to win the turnover battle. Uh, short and sweet. I mean, it is what it is. You have to win the turnover batter week in and week out. You have to have um, a plus sign on that turnover. Um, stat. For sure. I mean, that's. I mean, th- there's stats that go line in parallel with the turnovers, right? If you do not win the par- the turnover ba- turnover turnover battle, um, you typically don't win football games. Yep. So win that battle, and then that gives you that much more of a chance to, to win that football game. Without a doubt. I mean, we, we we just need that ball security, but we also need the defense to to get in there and get some more picks and strip the ball and do those things that we've been missing. I mean, yep. <clears throat> Tyron Matthew is going to get his, but outside of that, I mean, I just don't really see it a whole lot uh, from our defense. So that needs to be uh, turned up a notch. So Chiefs. Signed Josh Gordon. He's had six suspensions over the last seven seasons. Uh, missed numerous time because of various issues, whether it be substance abuse, PEDs, things like that. Um, he's clean. He passes physical. He's on the practice squad wearing number 19. He is in there. How, do, how big of an impact do you expect from him? Immediate, I think, I think nothing. Yeah, I mean, what we've seen in the past is get we plug guys in, maybe ten plays a game. You know, probably mm-hmm. not even that, and that's not this week. That's maybe next week or the week after. You know, I highly doubt he comes out and plays against Buffalo either. Yeah, uh, I think it's maybe a Giants game. Yeah, sort let, of thing. let's test him out against an zero and five Giants. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> assuming they're going to drop a couple more. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I don't know. He's a big guy. We need a big guy. So maybe he's kind of a red zone presence. And instead of, or you know, when they double team Tyreek and Travis, you know, within the 30, 40 yard line, maybe Josh Gordon gets that, that nod on the post route to the five yard line or whatever it may be. 
know, I, I but then again, Andy Reid is as sharp as a tack, man. Yep. He could plug guys in and make plays around him, and and he could have that one play that launches him for the rest of the season, you know. And he's doing Antonio Brown, you know. <laughs> I mean, we could see that. That would be incredible. Yeah, that would be. I think it's lights out if that happens. Right. If he turns around and and somehow, if somehow gets seven or eight hundred yards receiving this year, I mean, watch watch out, dude, because. Then we're talking about D. Rob's not on the football field anymore, and yeah, that's that'd be a good thing. But he also signed with us because he saw it as a potentially long-term option. So the guy wants to be here for a couple of years if he can be. So I'd expect him to work hard and diligently, and and you know the Chiefs don't put up with that BS. No, not at all. He, and Andy's good at, at at mentoring people yep. that have have had prior issues or yep. whatever it may be. This guy's just got a fuckload of prior issues, so I guess we'll see if he can he can work through them with him with uh, Josh Gordon too. Yeah, I've been wanting this to happen for years, honestly, and I'm glad you know we're finally giving him an opportunity to come out there in, in the red and yellow. Um, speaking of Andy Reid, he returns to Philly. He had over a hundred wins with that franchise and is projected to get his 100th win if we take care of business in Philly of course against the other franchise that he accomplished that with previously he would be the only coach in NFL history to win over 100 games with two different franchises and I think it would just further cement his status as a top five coach of all time uh, maybe even top three if you're really looking at it. Now, he still needs to get a couple more rings, of course, but you know I'm expecting a pleasant homecoming for Andy Reid, especially with his recent health concerns, and um, I'm hoping that you know he can take care of business and get that 100th win. So uh, that's all we've got for some Chiefs talk. Now we're going to jump into our Fastest 40 Power Rankings. I've got my rankings. Trey's got his. I'll start with mine. The L.A. Rams are my number one team, followed by the team that they dethroned from the number one or from the power from the undefeated ranks, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You got your Buffalo Bills, Arizona Cardinals, Baltimore Ravens, Chargers, Packers, my Chiefs, Cowboys, and finally the Browns to round out the top ten. Okay, Browns. Put them in the top ten, huh? I did. I swapped out. <laughs> I swapped out one of the teams. They were one. They were one I was considering, and I was like, Ah, I gotta do. It. I gotta do it. Kept the Cowboys though, right? I did. Wow. I'm a big fan of them. Okay. I, I I'm a believer. So I got the Rams number one. Obviously, after like you just said, what they did last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Bills going to my number two. They have been an absolute dominant force these last two weeks. Granted, they've played the Dolphins and they played Washington, but. I mean, they've they've hung. What they hang last week? Forty some points, and then thirty some yeah. high thirties the week before Shout that. Shout out the Dolphins. Yeah. So I got them at the two. Bucks at the three. Cardinals at the four. And then I got the Packers. I think they're better than the Ravens. Um, following that, I do have the Ravens. Then Chargers, Chiefs, Raiders, and then Browns. Yeah. I w- will not put the Cowboys in my top ten. <laughs> Can't I'm do. I'm surprised it. you put the Raiders in there. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I, I think the Raiders are a good football team. I mean, they're solid. Just looking through their stuff the last three days, you know, getting ready for the show tonight. Yeah, um, I was like, wow, you know, these guys are 
a pretty solid fucking football team. So, um, shout out to Laredo. I told you at some point I was going to talk some shit on the Cowboys, and here you go, bud. I'm not putting them in my top ten. <laughs> out of fucking principle. <laughs> <laughs> bottom five. Bottom five. I'm giving my bottom five to Jets, Jaguars, Texans. So, the Jets are the worst team. And then you got Giants and Bears. Now, I did swap out the Falcons for the Bears. I saw that on your list. I was like, I 100% agree. Yeah. <laughs> I 100% agree. I don't think they're lower than the, the Texans. Or, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I don't think they're lower than the Texans or the Giants, but they're right there in that bottom five realm. Yeah, 100%. I think the your bottom three is, is kind of set in stone, right? Or for me, at least. Uh, Jets, Jacks, Giants. You know, the, the, the just three awful teams. Yeah. I had a lot of anticipation of the Jags being somewhat decent, not being good, but, you know, winning seven games this year. Mm-hmm. That's not going to fucking happen. Yeah. So let's just flush that one, too. That's, that's dropped to uh, We're not gonna look at three that to four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then following that, I got the Bears and then the Texans. Yep. Uh, I mean, yeah, Atlanta's right behind them, but we could easily see Atlanta rattle off some wins. They have a very easy schedule coming up. Um, you know, what's his name? Nick Wright. He predicted them to yeah. be five and three by the time week eight concludes. So wow. yeah. I mean, that just tells you how weak that schedule's looking and they got they got a dub this past weekend, so that kinda helps them out a little bit in my yep. book. Yep. All right, so going to week four, a little preview for the season or for this week. Uh, favorite matchup, I think you and I both agree on this. We got the uh, Cardinals going to L.A. They're going to play the Rams. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a great game. One, it's divisional. Two, two great teams. Mm-hmm. Is this primetime? Do you know? It is, I believe it's afternoon game. Yeah, I'm just kind of surprised they didn't fl- I. There's Maybe they don't time flex games. Flex. Yeah, they probably don't flex games this, this early in the season. But if you were going to, this is one to flex. Oh, for sure. Who's I mean, playing Sunday night? You'd be you'd be crazy not to at least consider it with these two high caliber teams. And you know the reason why we agree on it is is why it's the um, the game of the week for the fastest forty. Um, but yeah, I mean you've got some incredible. Um, offenses you got some solid defenses they're yeah. clashing together you got two uh, head coaches that have been phenomenal this year and our two mvp front runners exactly the our stage two coach of the years the that stage we were just is talking set about. Yeah. the stage is set for a battle the sunday night game is buccaneers patriots so oh, tom brady's yeah. returns got to be yeah, on prime they're not, time they're not flexing that one out of the yeah way. no that one's staying that one's for good yeah although it'll be like 30 it's gonna be a to, boring ass game 38 to 10 or some <laughs> shit yeah it's going to be highly televised, boring-ass game. Yeah. But Cardinals-Rams, you don't want to miss that. You know, catch that game for sure this this Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock. Some storylines. So we've got Burrow and Trevor Lawrence playing Thursday night. Rematch of the 2019 NCAA championship game. Who do you got? I got Burrow again. Yep. Yep, he's going to get after him since he looks good, dude. Different Tigers, same results. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, uh, since he looks good, defense is strong. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow um, looks better than he did last year, and he looked good last year. 
Yep. He just continues to develop. So I, I'm I'm pretty juiced up for him. Yeah. I like him. He looks comfortable. Yeah. And he's got a familiar face on offense now Absolutely. with Jamar Chase. So yep. The com- chemistry was already there. <clears throat> Jamar Chase obviously catches touchdowns every game. Apparently, he's on yeah. pace for 18 plus. So yeah. they must have like painted in some stripes on the football or something for him. <laughs> that was the dumbest shit no I ever shit. saw. Why would you say that? Golly. Whatever. Broncos get their first two, true test. They play the Ravens this weekend. Um, I personally think that's going to be a good football game, good defense against that uh, lethal Ravens offense, and then we'll see if uh, Big Dick Teddy can manage that football game and try to get a win out of that. Yeah, I've got Ravens in that one. Brady returning to New England, as we just talked about. Homecoming, you know, maybe not rolling out the red carpet for him out there. It seems like Bill Belichick and him kind of had a little bit of a – a clash on their on their way out of New England, so um, wouldn't expect anything too crazy there. No, I don't think so either. I think Bill Belichick knows he's going to get rolled this weekend, so why do anything stupid, you know? And he's really not that guy anyways, but, I mean, it, it, it just is what it is. If if New England was better, you know, they were 2-1 and one or uh, – had a lot of hype around the football team, then <laughs> right. maybe this is exciting. That's but the thing. There's nothing to be like, excited about They're just there. like so dull of a football team. It's boring brand of football that they're playing right now. Yeah. And Mac Jones has like one touchdown on the year. And like six picks. And it's sad because the Patriots spent so much damn money this offseason, brought in all of this talent, and it's they have nothing to show for it. Right. I mean, they haven't looked good in a single game, um, even in their win. Right. I didn't think they looked great. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just a weird football. It's just like I said, it's dull. It's yeah. Boring. Yeah. Um, Raiders Chargers Monday Night Football. Who do we want as a Chiefs fan to win that? And who do you got it winning oh, that football game? It's so hard because you know I'm pissed at the Chargers right now. They beat us. They are. Going into another team that I hate's house who is undefeated. So it's like, you know, on one hand, it's like, do I want to see the Chargers go down because they just beat us at Arrowhead? Yeah. On the other hand, it, it's like, do I want a 4 0 team in our division? Right. So I think I got to roll with the Chargers, unfortunately. Um, but it's a lose lose. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. But. I think the way I look at it is the longevity of those football teams. Who's going to be good in Week 18? Mm-hmm. I think that's the Chargers. Yeah. So my perspective is I want the Raiders to win this now so that we can get another knock on the Chargers. They lose another football game, so we're closer to the Chargers because I think that's who we're battling for the division at the end of the year. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I've got us and the Chargers being the only teams from our division going to the playoffs. I, mean, I could see the Raiders going to playoffs. At this point, I can see I can. three teams at AFC West going to playoffs. Yep. We've got the best division in the AFC. 100%. By far. Yep. So, undefeated, winless. There's a couple of teams out there. Out of the undefeated teams, we've got the Raiders playing the Chargers, Cardinals and Rams, two undefeateds clashing. We've got Broncos playing the Ravens, and then the Panthers and Cowboys. Who would have saw 3 0 Panthers? No shit. Of those teams. Who's staying undefeated? I think Chargers beat the Raiders. I think Rams beat the Cardinals. And then I think the Ravens beat the Broncos. And I think Cowboys beat the Panthers. So I yep. think the only, only team we're looking at undefeated left is the Rams after this week. I 100% agree. 
I do not see the Panthers taking care of business against the Cowboys. Maybe they'd stand a chance with Christian McCaffrey on the field. Yeah, that's a that's a. But he's he's nowhere to be seen, and you know there was an they had an interesting game against the Texans without him. Uh, yep. Their offense looked like they lost their identity out there. Yeah, they kind of did. You know, he's the guy. Yeah, one hundred percent. Now the Broncos against the Ravens, no chance. Raiders, Chargers is going to be interesting. Maybe they sneak it out in overtime again. You never know what's going to happen with them. And, yeah, the Rams for sure. Yep. <laughs> Rams for sure. So winless teams going into this week. You got the Jets who play the Titans. Jags play the Bengals. The Colts play the Dolphins. The Giants play the Saints. And the Lions play the Bears. Who's getting a win? Who's getting their first dub? Man, of all those teams, I think the only team that's going to get a win is the Lions. Really? You're not taking the Colts over the Dolphins? I think Jacoby Brissett has familiarity with the Colts' defense and offense, being the, he was the starter and he was there last year. I think that helps him out a lot. He looked competitive against the Raiders. When their pressure turned on, he was able to lead that uh, game-tying drive. And Carson Wentz has looked like trash, not to mention their offensive line has had some major injuries, including Quentin Nelson, their best offensive lineman. <clears throat> The Colts are only favored by a point and a half in this game. No, they're 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 the Dolphins are favored point and a half. The Dolphins are favored a point yeah, and a half. Okay. Yeah. Then yeah, that further <laughs> that further pushes my point in there. Um I don't think the Dol- the Colts are gonna get it done. I think the Lions beat the Bears and I think the Colts beat the Dolphins. Okay. You know where that game's at? Is it in Indy or is it in Miami? I wanna say it's in Miami. Yeah, because they were just in Las Vegas. I think that's why Miami's favored. Yeah, I think I'm going with Indianapolis, yeah, man. It's in Miami. Think I'm going with Indianapolis there. I just don't trust Carson Wentz to get it done. I think he folds under pressure, especially in like gimme games. If I had to pick a sleeper out of these five teams, I'm picking the Giants to beat the Saints. That is a nice sleeper. Yeah. I mean, they uh the Saints they look like fucking weird football you know, team. Yeah, they can fall apart at any time. Yeah. And that just further proves that, you know, everyone's freaking beating up on each other. Like, we could leave this week with just one or two undefeated teams. <clears throat> just kind of, like, cements that idea that yeah, there's absolutely. a lot of parity this year. Yep. Yeah, agreed. Let's uh, roll into fantasy. Dan, give me your starts, your sits. Yeah, man, my starts for this week at QB, I've got Jalen Hurts. He is playing my Kansas City Chiefs. He's a dual-threat QB who is – Playing against a defense that honestly is bad against the run in the pass. Yep. So I would expect some, you know, solid performance from him. David Montgomery playing against the Lions defense. I think he's going to put up some rushing yards, maybe get a touchdown or two. Um, have him in your lineup. Julio Jones, he is nursing an injury right now, but I imagine that he'll play. A.J. Brown likely will not. And if that happens against the New York Jets, you got to throw that guy in your lineup. He'll be the pretty much the only passing option for that team. And then Dawson Knox for the Buffalo Bills. He has been solid the last two weeks. He had 70 and a touchdown last week. Hell of a catch. Hell of a catch. Uh, Josh Allen is loving him. He always has, getting him the ball. Um, and they have a pretty um, comfortable matchup this week. So definitely plug him in. As for the sits, I think you and I see eye to eye on this one. It's Ben Roethlisberger. Do not put him in your lineup for the foreseeable future. The guy cannot throw at 15 yards. 
Mike Davis for the Falcons, he was their workhorse. I had such high hopes for him. I loved him with the Panthers last year, watching him flourish in that replacement role. But Cordero Patterson has taken all these touches from him, and especially in the passing game, and he's been more productive. He's capitalizing, he's scoring, and it's really hurting the impact that Mike Davis can have on the game. So I just don't see him as a every-week starter. Let him ride the pine this week. Allen Robinson, not a huge believer in the Bears' ability to throw the football with their current quarterback situation. Really, And I think if Matt Nagy is smart, he will run that offense through David Montgomery and see what happens there. Yeah, yeah. You almost have to after what you've seen the last three weeks. 100%. Establish the run. And then lastly, it's Tyler Conklin, Minnesota Vikings tight end. He had a really strong performance last week. Kirk Cousins was targeting him, I think, six or seven times. He got a touchdown. Um, Don't expect that every week. I just want to temper some expectations on a guy like Tyler (laughs) Conklin, who's like their third-string tight end. Um, You know, leave him on the bench. I know tight ends are hard to come by, so when you see a big performance, you got the urge, the itch to plug that fucking guy in because there's such a huge gap between Kelsey Waller-Kittle and everyone else. Um, but you know, beware. So my starts, I'm start with Baker Mayfield. He's playing that Minnesota defense. that's given up, uh, a lot of points throughout this season already. I'm going Jamal Williams at the running back at up in Detroit. Jamar chase. This guy has rode my bench the first three weeks of the season. I wasn't sold after week two. I made the huge mistake of not starting him last week. He's an absolute touchdown machine. Start him. And then Dalton Schultz down in Dallas. Um, he's been a go-to guy for Dak Prescott when he's in trouble. Uh, my man Dalton Schultz is right there to catch that football for him. I picked him up last year um, late in the season. Um, he was a solid, you know, 7 to 11 points for me. That's really all you need as a, out of a tight end anyway. So he's a good pickup right now. Uh, Dan, and I, Dan already spoke on Ben Roethlisberger. You know, don't even touch that guy. If you got him on your team, drop him now. <laughs> uh, running back James Robinson I'm not starting him <clears throat> that Jags team is still trying to figure out what the hell they're going to do um, on the offensive side of the ball averaging probably three turnovers a game um, that's mostly you know Trevor Lawrence but yeah uh, whatever <laughs> uh, receiver I'm sitting Zach Pascal for uh, Indianapolis uh, he was a touchdown machine the first three first uh, two weeks of the year and then last week kind of fell off. We're going to see um, Indianapolis get their receiving core back um, after some injuries early in the year. And then tight end, Evan Ingram. Um, that that uh, New Orleans defense is pretty stout. Um, the secondary is, is, is pretty strong. Um, so I'm sitting Evan Ingram for the New York Giants. Yeah, I don't blame you there. Evan Ingram has been kind of a disappointment for me um, <laughs> the last, like, three years. Yeah. <laughs> As far as sleepers go, you know, some guys that you can, like, consider for your lineup. Um, Carson Wentz, you know, I talk shit on him, but, you know, he can go off against a Miami Dolphins team that he's got some pressure on him now. Him and Frank Reich both. So he might pop off this week if you have no other options. He's available in a ton of leagues. Um, Someone to consider. Now, Cordero Patterson is another guy that I would be looking at if you haven't, or if you've already picked him up and you're nervous about his consistency, um, give him a try. You know, that's someone that you can consider for your lineup. Tim Patrick, underrated receiver for the Broncos. KJ Hamler just tore his ACL. 
He is out for the year. Jerry Judy's going to be missing some extended time. That just leaves Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton to catch passes. So look for him to maybe pop off against a Ravens defense that's likely going to focus their attention on Sutton. Absolutely. So my sleepers, I got Jalen Hurts. You already talked about him being your starter. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of a lot of people might have him as like your backup quarterback, but if he's you know, you're, you're kind of on the waiver on starting him this week against that Chiefs defense. He's a starter, man. He's a mm-hmm. sleeper for me. Uh, running back, Tony Pollard, running back out of Dallas. Um, we saw him last week. I think he's like 10 or 15 yards short of rushing yards from Zeke this year. And, and I think he goes into this this game in week four. Um, more Maybe not more carries, but he's going to have more yards, and then he's a threat out of the backfield too. Receiver, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, we saw him kind of break out last week. He had uh, kind of back-to-back duds. Maybe he was hurt. Was he hurt week one or week two? He he wasn't hurt. He just didn't get a target the whole game. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, because he had uh, like one point week two. Yeah. But uh, last week he had 12 points. I think that kick starts him off for the rest of the season. If you got him, he's going to probably be a strong flex for you. And then Atlanta goes out and uh, has another strong, or not strong showing, I shouldn't say that. They beat... You know, New York by just a couple <laughs> points. But um, they're going to go out and put another dub on the board. Um, Kyle Pitts is going to be a big part of that. So Kyle Pitts is my sleeper for the tight end position. Hell yeah. So let's play some odds, dude. Let's get this after This is it. Our, our favorite part of the, the show here right before we get into just a hunch and wrap it up. So we just got a couple more things to go over with you guys. Dude, play the odds. Let's jump into our picks. My picks this week I'm really excited about. Um, four and two on the year. So, roll with me, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Dallas on the money line against Carolina. I like them a lot to knock the undefeated three-win streak off for the Panthers. I'm also taking the Titans minus 7.5 against the Jets. The um, teams that have played the Jets this year so far, all of them have covered. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, so look for that to to continue. Um, These might have fluctuated a little bit, but I trust – the Titans to take care of business against those guys. And then finally, Baltimore at Denver over 44. Now I know we saw Baltimore score less than 20 points this past week against Detroit. They're going on the road, playing another tough defense. Um, I just can see a 23 to 27 kind of game here or potentially Baltimore Ravens just going off since the Broncos really haven't played any true competition. Um, It's going to be a real gauge for them, and I think Vegas is just a little too low on that total number, so take the over on that. Right on. So I'm 2-5. and (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to state that now. I want to get that that out in front of everybody. Get it off your chest, buddy. Yeah. Um, But I'm taking Detroit plus three. I'm taking the over in the Rams-Cardinals game, which is at 54-and-a-half. They easily cover that. Arizona's covered like uh, 30 points himself maybe every game this year. I'd have to double-check that, but they've been a high-scoring, high-octane offense. And then I got Indianapolis plus one-and-a-half versus Miami. That's what we've – I mean, I talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Miami goes out and gets that dub this weekend. Um, but talking about the Jets game, you know, the Tennessee game, I like that what you just said about the – Everybody covers the spread against the Jets. Yep. I'm plugging that in. Let's do it. You got to plug that in. We're adding them in. Yeah, I mean, uh, moving into uh, moving into a lock, my lock of the week here. Um, as of right now, on September 29th, the spread for the 
Ravens Broncos game is even, meaning just pick a winner. Pick them. Just pick a winner. I'm picking the Ravens as my winner. I'm 0 and 1 on my locks right now. I'm locking it in. Pick the Ravens. They're going to win that football game. Yeah, 1 and 0 on the locks this year. We didn't get to do week three picks. Um, but I'm taking Detroit plus three against the Bears. I'm trying to lock that in. I think Detroit gets their first win of the year and leads to uh, another scenario that I've got coming up for my just a hunch, so we'll get to that in a minute. Um, But lock that shit in. That is a gimme. Put 50, put your mortgage on it. We're going to roll with it. Damn, put the farm on it. Put the farm on it. Sleepers, four and two in the sleepers this year. I've got Houston plus seventeen against the Bills. That's a college spread. <laughs> yeah, that is a it is. Fucking college it spread, is, dude. It is. And you know, Davis Mills, <laughs> not a huge believer in him, but seventeen is a lot of points in the National Football League. I would take that bet Bills as have, a sleeper. Bills have covered their last two double-digit spreads. Really? Yes. Did, were they 17 points? No, they were they were high, dude. They were high. Shit. I'm just, man. They were like 13 and maybe like 15. Just don't sleep on it. Yeah. Don't sleep on it. I've got Colts at Dolphins. The line set 43 for them. I'm taking uh, the under as a sleeper. Now, yeah. that's really low. It is. Um, but these are two teams that you put them together. They both got solid defenses. Both their offenses are questionable. That's a recipe for a potential under. Yeah, 17, 13, whatever. Oh, yeah. Like that. yeah. And then my last sleeper is going to be Pittsburgh plus seven against the Packers. Are the Packers really a full touchdown better against the Pittsburgh Steelers? I'm not entirely sure yet. Yeah. Um, you know, you never know what you're going to get with the Steelers. As we've been able to see, they beat the Bills week one and then crash and burn the next two weeks against the Raiders and, um, you know, whoever they played last week. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, Look for that game to potentially turn out in your favor if you take Pitt, Pittsburgh uh, plus seven. Absolutely. So sleepers for me, I'm taking Atlanta plus one and a half against Washington. Uh, I'm taking the Giants. Sleepers, sleepers, sleepers. Giants yes. <laughs> plus seven and a half. Don't nap on these ones. Against uh, New Orleans. And then Vegas plus three against the Chargers. Yeah. I think the only way the Giants cover that is if they just fucking win outright. Like they'd have – like. If they co- if they cover that, it's because they won. Like you don't think they should lose by seven? No way. I think if they don't win, they get blown the hell out. Jameis Winston puts up a five touchdown performance. Oh shit! Or some shit. Yeah. Well, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're sl- we're not sleeping on it. Uh, parlays. So my parlay of the week. I am one and one on the parlays. It's just tough yeah, to do. Yeah. Tough to do. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give everybody some options here. So I got three that I'm kind of definitely sitting with, but I got two others that uh, you may throw in there just for some extra juice. Um, Detroit is plus one. These are all uh, money line picks here. Um, I, I think I'm changing my my strategy moving into the rest of the season. I'm doing <laughs> money line parlays. Money line parlays. Money line parlays. That's safe. It is safe. Yeah. That's how you make some money here. Yeah, that's safe. So Detroit is plus 125 to win. Indianapolis is plus 110 to win. Seattle is plus 130 to win. Okay. All those teams have a chance to win those football games. On top of that, a couple floaters here. Vegas, I think, is a pretty sure lock. Or not a lock, but a pretty a better chance than maybe Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, they're sitting at plus 160, and then Arizona's sitting at plus 185 to beat the Rams. So mm-hmm. that one's going to be a tough 
tough one to do. But, I mean, it could definitely happen, you know what I mean? A plus 185 is pretty sexy. Oh, for sure. And, you know, those are all viable options. And that's really where I like to put my par- my money lines is in the parlay as well. So I've got Cleveland money line against the Vikings. I think they take care of business against those guys. You got Seattle money line against the 49ers. That was almost my lock if I didn't like the Lions so much against the Bears. I would have picked that. And then Tampa Bay minus six and a half against the Pats. They cover that with ease yeah. This, yeah. Uh, this Sunday night. So those are the odds. That's what we got for you. Plug them in. Win some money. Tell us how you do on social media. Let's get into hashtag just a hunch i've got a doozy for you guys this week before i jump into that i'm gonna share some fans of the show who shared their hunches with us um phil my boy from worlds of fun love you bro pats i don't agree with you on this one but he says the pats are gonna get the dub over tom brady at gillette he has no reason and he doesn't need to give you one because it's just a hunch Okay, understand that. That's what this is all about. <laughs> you don't need to explain. No justification. That's your just a hunch. Phil Schnitz, man. And then we've got Taylor Canseco. He says his hunch is that Jody Fortson of the Kansas City Chiefs tight end, third string tight end, is going to get more than five targets and a touchdown against the Philadelphia Eagles. I like it. That's I hope balls. So. He's under the radar, man. Yeah, that's got some balls to it. Yeah, saucy. Oh, yeah, I'm loving it. So Big- I'm going to... Big Go fan. I'm gonna jump before you on your on my on my hunch. Get in um, there. Yours is a little bit better than mine. I like <laughs> I like yours. We've talked about Detroit, and I'm I'm a big fan. Oh yeah. Uh, Tony Pollard for D- uh, Dallas uh, has more all-purpose yards than Zeke this I week. I like that. Yep. I think that's more than a hunch. I think that's pretty safe to say that that may happen this week. Well, they're kind of like you know I used this analogy earlier, but they're for real Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt light. Like that's the epitome of it. You yeah. know, Zeke is more like Nick Chubb where he's taking the hard yards and then Tony Pollard comes in, he'll do some flashy shit to get his yards on the ground. Yeah. And then he's the number one option out of the backfield Absolutely. for the passing game. For, for my, just a hunch, I've got one thing that's going to lead to a chain reaction of other things. So the Detroit lions, I've already told you, they're going to get the win against the bears. They're going to get hot from this though winning four of the next five games to enter their bye week at 500. Hell yeah. Yeah, you love this. I love that. Yeah, because you know what that means. After the bye, we just need one more, two more wins to hit the over on that <laughs> motherfucking regular season yeah. win bet. <laughs> so they're going to be 500 at the bye. Add some sauce to it. You ready for the sauce? I'm ready. This is a sauce on top of my hunch. Matt Nagy gets fired after this week. Oh, we we going into week five, he's fired. Mm-hmm. Because the Lions are getting their win. They're starting their win streak. How the fuck do you not fire this guy after you lose to the Lions? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. Especially with how hot his seat is right now. That shit, I'm, yeah. I'm sweating, Talking and I'm not even him. in Chicago. <laughs> All right? They've hit the panic button. They are panicking. They're yes. freaking the fuck out. Yeah. Like, there's panicking and there's freaking the hell out. They're yeah. freaking out. Yeah. Okay, I'm all about it. I'm yep. all about Detroit. Yep. They're they're firing that fucking guy. Biting kneecaps and all that shit. Yes, let's go, Dan Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, 
that's it for our show. Episode three of season two. It's a fucking wrap. That's a wrap, baby. That's Get a wrap, involved baby. on uh, IG, Twitter, Facebook. Check us out on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you uh, make sure you uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts mm-hmm. and Spotify, so yep. you're getting the updates. Helps us out we, a ton when we shoot out the uh, podcast. You guys are getting updates about it. Um, check us out on YouTube also. Um, but I think that's all we got, Dan. Let's uh, get ready for week four and come on, Chiefs, baby. Let's go, Chiefs. Let's get hyped.